0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Nations, depending on circumstances, are taking measures in an attempt to control rising domestic food prices. Russia, being a wheat exporter, is planning to tax wheat exports, trying to limit them as domestic flour prices have caused inflation. Russian farmers are selling wheat for export before the new tax kicks in February 15th. More taxes are being discussed with exporters pushing back. India already had high import taxes on vegetable oil that they were planning to reduce to boost the supply and lower costs to their consumers. Either by raising taxes or lowering them, it is all designed to pressure domestic food prices. Both Russia and India are seeing some public unrest and do not want food price inflation contributing to it. Give it a year and similar things could be happening in the United States. Over the past few months, canola prices hit 13-year highs and palm oil prices hit 11-year highs. As weather, COVID-19 and tight stocks all contributed to sharp rallies, followed by a sell-off. Soybean oil has rallied with soybeans, but not with the enthusiasm of other veg oils. U.S. soil is cheap by comparison to them. RJO has a log chart for soil showing highs above 77 cents a pound, and the current rally in soy oil is well short of that, last week's high being above 45. There is nothing that is going to turn up the supply of any of these vegetable oils until at least another crop year. Canadian farmers are expected to boost canola acres by 6%. It would appear to me that soil has room to take soybeans higher when the demand cycles around to that oil. Chinese demand for soil should be part of that cycle. On the hogs, CME group economists say that the hog offal values are setting five-year highs because of the surge in exports to China. They are hog byproducts that have little to no value here, but that become revenue-generating because of exports. The byproducts include lard, cheerlings, blood plasma, stomachs, and snouts. China has been a huge buyer of pork variety meats, which were up over 43% last year. The same thing has not happened to help cattle off all values, which the economists say have declined 17% below the five-year average. Looks like the squeal is worth more than the moo. Cattle thinks that we have moved up the price floor for beef as consumers have been willing to pay more. I've not seen beef get that much more expensive in the meat case, so retailers are part of this, willing to sell beef with tight margins. They worry about getting caught short if beef plants catch another surge of COVID. A new bill was introduced into Congress that would allow small processing plants to sell meat across state lines. The big packers in supply chains do not want this, seeing it as a competition. Hopefully this bill can move forward this time. Plant-based fake burgers are getting cheaper as they ramp up scale to the point where they can compete more aggressively on price. I get the impression that the media is on the side of plant-based fake meat. The headline read, an impossible burger patty will retail for $5.49 while a 12-ounce burger will sell for $6.99. Wonder why they used a 12-ounce burger in the comparison when the standard burger is a quarter pounder and the largest McDonald's goes is a double quarter pounder. If the headline read that an impossible burger retails for 5.49, and they compare that to a quarter pounder, it would have undermined the illusion that theirs was cheaper. Fairway, by the way, has 10-pound tubes of hamburger for $1.99 a pound this week. Tom Vilsack was unanimously approved by the Senate Committee for Biden's Secretary of Agriculture. One of his most vocal supporters was Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley, who claimed to have never had a squabble with him, during his previous stint, is Obama's Ag Secretary. Bill Sack is a former Iowa governor and is very pro-ethanol. He protected the ethanol industry through the Obama administration. He's since worked for the dairy industry. And the only complaint that I heard is that he was getting paid too much, a million dollars annually. That means that he gave up something in order to go back to being a public servant again. The agenda changed at USDA since the last time he was Ag Secretary, with issues of black farmers' climate and food security having moved to the forefront. He has $30 billion in the CCC to use, which he did not have before. They are reviewing spending priorities for the CFAP program. Wonder how it will change. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110.